Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast, a podcast for anyone into fitness, but especially those who are willing to do hard shit for big returns. Except for you, Karen, who constantly complains about how cold or hot you are, which is exactly what we're talking about today. We are Katie and Heather, owners of Barpath Fitness, and we're here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation in the fitness industry. Today, we are going to encourage you to safely freeze your ass off. Yeah. So topic of the day is cold therapy. So cold therapy is essentially just making yourself really cold. So putting exposing yourself to extreme temperatures. So different types. Um, you know, I'm sure you all have heard of cryotherapy. Obviously, everyone knows about ice baths. Um, you could even do cold therapy just by like walking outside in minimal clothing in the winter. So yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, there are tons of benefits out there um, or re- tons of research on the benefits out there of cold therapy um, and reducing inflammation. Um, so the cold essentially restricts your blood vessels short term to slow blood flow and reduce the swelling. And we know that reducing inflammation is good because it aids in recovery. So you can do another workout sooner. Yeah. So essentially, if you if you're a fitness enthusiast out there and you, you know, like me, Um, tend to maybe overdo it um, here and there or a lot, Um, you can help mitigate the overtraining um, with some ice baths, just, um, you know, aiding in that recovery. Like Heather said, um, it'll help reduce that overall kind of chronic inflammation you're giving your body when you are in that overtrained state. Now, I'm not advocating to overtrain and then just take ice baths to help mitigate it because you also have to think of an ice bath or um, any type of cold therapy as a mild stressor. So if you're overtraining and then you're just overdoing it on the ice baths, like you're actually going to make shit worse. So um, I also want to chime in about um, the consistent use that I've seen with with ice baths or um, cold therapy and um, just kind of like piggybacking off of the reduced inflammation. I find that I recover way quicker from workouts. Um, so a way that I track that is um, my HRV. So my heart rate, vari- heart rate variability scores and my sleep scores. Um, and we use whoop. Um, that's W-H-O-O-P. Shout out to whoop. You should sponsor us if you want. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, so we use that. It's just like a, you know, a wearable, um, you know, on your, wi- uh, I wear it on my wrist and it kind of just tracks that, that score basically throughout the day. Um, and I've noticed that when I'm really consistent with taking ice baths, I get, um, a higher recovery score. So higher recovery score just means, okay, you're, you're more, your body's more able to take on strain. Um, according to the whoop, that's kind of how they, they gauge it. Um, and my sleep tends to be better as well. I find that I'm getting into deeper sleep and I'm also sleeping longer. So yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, I guess let's go into, we're going to talk a little bit about all of the different benefits about um, cold therapy and cold exposure. And then we'll go into kind of the the like how and, and when yeah. at the end. Um, so first and foremost, um, we want to talk a little bit about um, stress response and the immune system. Um, so what happens when you freeze your ass off? Um, cold exposure increases the stimulation of the vagus nerve complex. And this complex is responsible for a shit ton of stuff, um, like aiding in digestion, heart rate and respiratory rate. Um, but it also acts as a trigger um, to, to relax versus fight or flight. So when your body adjusts to cold, um, your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight activity um, actually declines. And the parasympathetic, the rest and digest 
system activity kind of increases. And so repeated exposure to cold water will significantly reduce that defensive like fight or flight response from the body. So that's physically and mentally. So as you train longer in the cold and, and you get used to it, your body prolongs the need for that sympathetic nervous response. So that's basically what happens with, with meditation, right? It's like this a similar thing. We train our body to be in a relaxed state for longer periods of time in various situations. And as a reaction to stress, we can then respond without the fight or flight and think more clearly and critically and adapt to stress better. And so this also help happens physically with your immune system. Yeah. So in one way to really train that, uh, train yourself to be in a parasympathetic parasympathetic state while you're in the ice bag bath is to practice breathing um so you could do some some deep breaths before you get in and then you want to just try to take really deep breaths while you're in the ice bath or whatever variation you're doing of the cold therapy because if you're in the ice bath and you're like <laughs> and you can't breathe and you can't relax well you might actually be you know, over time, sending even more of a stressed out signal to your body. So it's really important to focus on your breathing. Um, I like to do box breathing. So essentially, I'll try to inhale for four to six seconds, I will hold four to six seconds, I'll try to exhale for even longer, maybe like six to eight seconds, and then I'll hold again for about four to six seconds. And that really, really helps. And you'll find that if you do that, and you're actually counting slow enough, it makes the ice bath go by um, a little bit quicker. So yeah, cool. Yeah. And there's also, you know, there's tons of stuff out there on breathing, we won't go too much into it. But you can look up the Wim Hof method, you can look yeah. up all that stuff if you we'll, want to learn more about how to we'll breathe, probably do yeah, we'll another do episode oh, on sure. breathing in itself. Oh, but sure. We don't yeah. want to get down the weeds on that. We want to mostly talk about the cold therapy today. So yeah, yeah. So um, when I first tried the ice bath, <laughs> no, this is a good story. So we have an ice LOL. barrel. Um, if you've seen the ice barrel before, we'll link to it in Shout our show out notes. ice barrel. Um, we have an ice barrel and <laughs> Katie does it often. Um, I, however, <laughs> tried, she does not. I tried the first time and it is hilarious. <laughs> I think we still have the video. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, I lasted, what, a whole 10 whopping seconds? Yes, because she was hyperventilating was and freaking, wasn't. Yeah. She was freaking herself, freaking out, herself out. So she couldn't physically stay in there because her right. body was like what the fuck what the fuck, what yeah, the fuck? I was like, what's going on i'm dying it's so cold yeah but the second time i did it, it was i amazing. was like okay katie does this every freaking day for like five minutes sometimes more right i don't know it depends on she's, she's how warm or yeah. how cold i guess though well the she's water a boss is. so i was like okay i can handle this so i like mentally psyched myself up right and i was like all right i'm gonna do some deep like hyperventilating breaths when i first stand in it and then I'm going to hold my breath and I'm going to go under and then I'm going to breathe it all out. And then I'm going to breathe in nice and slow. And I just had to like get that control and I just focused on my breathing and then I was fine. Yeah. And actually what the breathing does is when you do take deep breaths, you're actually helping to warm your body. Um, you're getting that, uh, you're basically like using your core to warm your body in, in yeah. a sense. I don't know if that's scientifically the right way to say it, but yeah, it yeah was, well it was awesome because after the first 30 seconds sucked, but then as soon as yeah. 30 seconds was over, I was like, oh, I'm so chill now. Exactly. And then I felt great. I tried to tell, I literally tried to get her to get in <laughs> this goddamn ice bath like for months. months. And I was like, look at me, look at me every time I go in and she still want to go. <laughs> Finally did it. Bro. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So we're going to move on to talking a little bit about fat loss and ice bath. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to take, try to take a very complicated process and turn it into a simple one minute breakdown. Are okay, you ready? Let's do it. All right. So fat body fat, adipose tissue, white adipose tissue. There are colors, right? White adipose tissue is the type of body fat that stores energy. 
Brown fat, for the sake of today's podcast and keeping it simple, brown fat produces heat to maintain your body temperature in cold conditions. It also contains a lot more mitochondria than white fat does. So we've got brown and white fat. So what we're talking about here also is fat distribution. So having more brown fat means having more subcutaneous fat, which is directly under the skin, relative to visceral fat, which protects your organs. So we want more subcutaneous relative to visceral because that's a lower risk for serious health conditions. So what cold therapy does is it activates the brown fat, uh, which helps create heat and maintain your body temperature when you're cold. So basically, you're burning more calories when you're cold to try not to get hypothermia and die. Yeah. And again, I'm going to chime in here. I just want to for for those of you who are like, oh, my God, I found the magic pill for fat loss. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to take ice baths and the fat will just melt off. And it's like, all right, Karen, that is not how it works. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yes, it can help if you, you know, have all the big rocks, right? Sleep, manage your stress, diet, all resistance training, all that stuff. But this is just a, a way to aid in it. Think of it as a supplement. Okay, so it it can help with fat loss, but I really don't want to have people like do, start doing ice baths for the sake of the fat loss aspect. I think you're going to see way more benefits from the reduction of inflammation in your immune system being way stronger um, and the the mental resilience it's going to provide, which we're going to talk about next. So yeah, I mean, it's just calm down everyone with the, the fat loss. I feel <laughs> like everyone's going to just like, yeah. you know, they're going to hone in, hone on, that in on the fat yeah. loss. Oh my God, like, let's yeah. do it. And it's yeah. like, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So let's move on to talking about the benefits for sleep. Um, so y'all know how important sleep is. We talk about it all the time. Um, but I want to cover actually, there was a, there's a lot of studies on, you know, sleep benefits and, and different things, but there was a study in 2021 Um, It was kind of limited because it was only 12 endurance runners, but I thought it was really interesting because um, they actually only tested two variables, another limitation. So they had these endurance runners do an ice bath and they had half of them. They only did like up to their legs and hips. I think it was the iliac top of the iliac crest. So that's like the top of your hip bone. So they submersed. um, They only went under the water up to the top of the hip bone. And then they had the other half of them completely submerged, including their head. So they went all the way under the water. And they found that both um, were somewhat beneficial. Both types of cold therapy were somewhat beneficial to sleep. But the whole immersion um, where they put their head under um, actually reduced arousal and lib movement um, before bed and enhanced the or during going to bed and enhanced the slow wave sleep. And we know that sleep is essential for recovery. So basically, this study found that going completely under the water um, is the most bang for your buck and you'll get a lot of recovery. Um, the limitation they didn't do is they didn't do a part of the study where they did just up to the neck versus the lower body versus the whole head. Um, so I'd be interested in seeing that, but we'll post the study in the show notes just so you can see yeah. it as well. I'm going to say that to get the most bang for your buck is to fully emerge your body up to your neck. Um, I mean, you can try to like put your head underwater, but man, good luck with that. Like you might last 10 seconds. Um, so yeah, I would go like right up to your chin actually. So get your whole neck covered and then yeah, just go right up to the chin. Yeah. Cause there's some important nerves and such in your neck, right? Like, yeah, it's know, like the helpful. vagus nerve. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I know I touched on, um, a little bit earlier how I noticed a big effect on my sleep and how much deeper I feel like I sleep. Um, also one really cool effect that I get after taking an ice bath is like this burst of energy. Like I feel 
mentally sharp the rest of the day. And I would be interested to see the research on that. I don't know if there is a ton, but I mean, you know, we'll take an, a, an experiment end of one, at least for me, um, that I feel that. And I, you know, I've heard a lot of people feel that too. Don't you know someone who lives in like the Arctic and they like <laughs> their, their, their ice bath, like, um, in the winter is like negative 30, but they get in for like 10 seconds just for that mental like burst of energy. I swear you told me that, but no. Um, okay well i might have just made up a person i do know someone who lives in alaska oh yeah that was she yeah but i don't think she takes ice baths but she had to like when she moved out there she had to take um like all this like wilderness training oh yeah get a certain car and she's kind of a badass okay well i guess then i just made karen number two up that's all right i like it no but when i got in the ice bath i felt like um you know the one time or the two times i did it uh, the one time i did it right i did feel good after like i felt really good like the rest of the day yeah it's kind of like coffee i don't know it's a good little boost for me and i i feel like that kind of has something to do with like building up your immune system almost like you know you're feeling so good because you're building your immune resilience and i think a big part of that is the so you have cold shock and heat shock proteins so heat shock obviously would be activated when you're you know in extreme heat like a sauna or something cold shock obviously from a from an ice bath and um those uh, help to build that immune response so i feel like that those two have to like be in in play here well together you know there's a lot of people who like splash water on their face when they like wake up and things like that so i'm sure it's something like that to just like yeah exactly a little bit right yeah into awareness all right so we've talked a lot about benefits of cold therapy cold thermogenesis so how would someone get started with this yeah okay so this totally depends on you the individual and where you're at with this if you've never taken an ice bath you gotta start slow it's just like everything else do not jump into a 45 degree ice bath for 10 minutes and think you're gonna be okay because you won't um what i what i did is i just started taking cold showers so i did a minute at the end of my shower and I worked up to five minutes of just pure cold water. Um, and then when I noticed that that, you know, wasn't doing as much for me, like I wasn't getting super cold, like I could handle it pretty easily. Well, then I graduated to ice baths. And, you know, in the shower, you're not your whole body isn't sum- submerged at once. So you kind of have to like turn around to get different parts of your body in the water. But when you go in an ice bath, your whole body is submerged. So I would start w- between, I would say like, if you're kind of a baby like Heather, start with <laughs> <laughs> 55 degrees, start around there. And I would just go for one to two minutes, see how you do. You could even do like rounds. You could do like a minute, hop out and then another, you know, rest for like three minutes, kind of like strength training and then go back in, do another minute, work your way up to maybe five minutes around that 55 degrees. Um, but do not do, do not overdo it. Like again, you can cause more harm than good because this is another stressor that you're putting on your body. So again, you want to build your body up to it. Um, and then, you know, once you're at five minutes, pretty solidly around 55 degrees, maybe work your way up or down. I don't know the right way to say it, um, <laughs> to around the, the 50 degree mark. So be, maybe between 50 and 55 degrees. We're talking Fahrenheit here, by the way, everyone Fahrenheit, um, maybe for five to 10 minutes, um, and then play around with dropping the temperature below 50 degrees. And then again, you want to start by going slow with that. So, 
um, maybe one to two minutes, 40, between 45 and 50 degrees building up again. So, and then you can just, you know, see where you can test your limits, but, um, again, don't overdo it. And, um, you know, I know some people who go down to like 38 degrees for 10 minutes. I don't think I could handle that. So, um, right. But, you know, just, just know who you are. I'm, I'm gonna say if, if you have more body fat, I would say you could probably handle more, yeah, potentially. I'm not sure though. So I think um, one of the things to be aware of, and we just got to put this disclaimer in, yeah. is if you have any sort of heart condition or yes. um, very specific health issue, be sure to talk to your doctor and use caution. Yeah. Again, this podcast is informational and educational. It is not medical advice. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there that everyone, before you take an ice bath, talk to your doctor just to basically cover our asses and cover your ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I tell the story like when we first got the ice barrel and I like it was the winter here and <laughs> I like bought a bunch of ice because I was like, oh, I just got to like put a bunch of ice in it. But, you know, our barrel was outside and we're in Colorado and we're in Colorado. So the water temperature was probably already in the 50s and I put a bunch of ice in it got it down to like 45 and I was like yeah no I think this is the the temperature you're supposed to do it at so I got in and I'm like (gasps) like I couldn't last for more than like 30 seconds at a time I'm like why is this so hard and we read that you're supposed to start meanwhile me I am the person that always reads directions that's just how I am so I get the little pamphlet out and I'm like uh Katie (laughs) it says between 50 and 59 degrees um start you know near the higher ends I was like oh okay that makes sense so even someone who's crazy like me like i still had to work my way down to the lower temperatures word um okay so i also want to talk about the best time of day to ice bath um so kind of going back to the conversation around inflammation this is probably splitting hairs but i just want to note that if you do a resistance training workout Um, it's probably not the best time to take an ice bath right after you do your resistance, you know, that, that lifting workout, because it's your, you do want that, that stimulus that you sent to your body, right? So you're creating short-term inflammation from your resistance training. So if you get in an ice bath, well, it's going to potentially reduce that inflammation. But I, again, I, I sometimes do take an ice bath right after um, a resistance training session. And I haven't really noticed any like, you know, less muscle building effects or strength effects. So I would say if you're really looking to like optimize, maybe just space out the time that you're doing the ice bath. So maybe you do your training session, maybe do it like an hour or two later if you really want to get it in. Uh, But again, like if you're it's if it's the difference between you doing it and not doing it, just take it after your resistance training session. Like you'll be fine. You're not going to lose a bunch of muscle. But if you again, if you want to optimize, maybe do it. Separate the two. Yeah, it me. Um, I would not do it if it weren't right after my workout. So that's what I'm going to do. Right. Just in sa- probably same for me just because it's right there. Like I'm already minimal clothing. Like I'm just going to jump in. So um, but uh, another, you know, if you're if you don't do it right in the morning and, and you want to um, or if you don't resistance train in the morning, I think doing the ice bath is in the morning is probably the best time of day for most people because you're just waking up, you get a little burst of energy and it kind of wakes you up. So, um, that, you know, if you're, you struggle to like get going in the morning, that could be a really good time for you to do it. Um, if you find yourself having kind of afternoon lulls and you want another burst of energy, you know, maybe mid afternoon, that is also a really great time to do it for you. So again, obviously the point I'm getting at here is it totally depends on you as a person. 
question. Um, if you tend to run warm, um, especially at night, which a lot of people do, getting in the ice bath maybe at night, um, an hour or so or hour or two at least before bed, that could be a good way to kind of cool down your body temperature and make it a little bit easier for you to fall asleep. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, just depends on you, depends on the person, um, and when you feel like you would, um, get the most benefit, but I would, you know, encourage you to experiment with it. So yeah. All right, cool. So the last thing yeah. we want to cover is <sighs> the big debate. Cryotherapy versus ice bath. Man, I just feel like cryotherapy is so fucking bougie. Like <laughs> go to your spa and like get your robe on and then you go in this like big old chamber and they... They freeze you with sub-zero temperatures, but so we will never be sponsored by cryo now. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to be. I, no, I mean, it's. I, I will say it is the benefits of cryotherapy and ice baths are very similar. So yeah. if you do like that bougie experience, nothing wrong with you. Or yeah. nothing, so nothing if, wrong with you. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if you don't know what cryotherapy is, um, cryotherapy is basically cold applied to your skin versus. Um, through the form of kind of like air, very cold air, sub-zero temperature air getting blown on you and you yeah. stand in a chamber um, and then an ice bath, obviously you just fully immerse in the ice bath. So yeah. um, with cryo, so a study in 2017 basically showed um, that the recovery benefits are pretty similar. Um, I think there's still ongoing you know, debate and study on this, like, is more one beneficial is one more beneficial for like resilience, for instance, um, like cryo is more expensive and less accessible. Um, and you can sit in an ice bath at your house, right. um, though ice does get expensive. Um, yeah. But I don't know, we tend to think ice baths are harder because it's not a spa experience with a fancy robe and nice music. It's cold as hell. And you're plunging in and staying in and building that resilience and forcing yourself to be strong mentally. So yeah, I mean, you are with with cryo too. But I just there's something about water you know touching your skin i think it's way more intense um like you can like you can stand outside like in minimal clothing for a long time in the winter um, before that hypothermia kind of sets in so it does take a lot longer i feel like that's why they have to drop the temperature so super low cold and cryo, um, yeah. because it's just air on your skin versus like super cold water so yeah um yeah okay i feel like we covered most of what we want to talk about with cold therapy this is basically it's just like an intro to it um we think it's a really good practice for most people um i think that if you have anxiety like me um it it really helps with that as well again i am not a therapist i'm not a doctor but i'm saying like for me personally who like i have anxiety i feel like i mean heather has anxiety sometimes we all have anxiety sometimes it's a really good way to to kind of mitigate that along with other the other things we talked about today as well so yeah and yeah. i like the emotional benefits of, yeah you know building resilience and yeah. just being stronger and just like weightlifting you know you feel like you can handle yeah. something and it, it does something right. to you mentally that's i feel like that is what i would rather people focus on yeah, as far hard as the shit. benefits just like you know strength training too like you, the the mental benefits you get from that like honestly i think far outweigh the physical i mean right. obviously the physical is very important yeah it'll help you live longer <laughs> but i think the mental benefit too will help you live longer because you could just right. do harder shit in your daily life in general and right. you'll be more resilient for it right. so cool all right. Well, we do have a blog on our website on yeah. this. Um, so you can go check that out as well. If you want to read some of this, I'll post it in the show notes. Um, but otherwise, please, um, if you like our podcast, let us know. 
Um, you can rate it, you can review it, and you know, share it with your friends. And share it with your friends. Share it with all the Karens you know. Yeah. Don't complain about how cold they are. If your name's Karen, I'm sorry. It's just Love the way you, Karen. It, just the way it flew. Sorry. I know, I know some Karens. I have a cousin named Karen. She's Love great. Karen. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll see you next week.